Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you. Lord, I come healed, humbled in your presence. Lord, if you would speak every heart, every mind, God, and the rest of our flesh, Lord, every thought under the captain of Christ. Hallelujah, that we would hear what your spirit has to say to us, your church, each one, God, individual, God, yet members of one body. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the grace, Lord, that you allowed us to be here this morning. You allowed us to rise up and to gather together, Lord. We have the opportunity to come and to, to sing praises and worship unto your name. Lord, now, as you bring forth your word, God, Lord, use this vessel, Lord, to speak to us, your people. Hallelujah. Have your way like never before. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Busy time, amen, these last couple of days, the last few days, we had the opportunity to go down to Marysville for a couple of days and get blessed as we were in the conference with my spiritual father, Dr. Leroy Thompson. You know, those that came, I first always want to say I appreciate anyone that took the time, and, you know, to, to come and to receive and to be in support, amen, and I, I know that it's just not coming to support, but coming to receive, and I pray that each one that came received what you needed. Amen. And more. Amen. You may have been challenged, but sometimes we need to be challenged. Amen. So that we can go high and we can grab hold of what it is God is saying and doing. God wants his people to be blessed. Amen. Not a lot of people will take the time just to deal with the, the spiritual aspects of our money. Amen. And speaking to those errors. See, we, like, we, we understand that we like strategies. Amen. But when it comes to, you know, a, a, a supernatural strategy, sometimes it don't make sense to me. I received JoJo. He's ready. Amen. But I, you know, sometimes, you know, I can say, God can, can do miraculous things in any arena of our lives. Amen. We, we, don't, we don't have no problem with supernatural healing or manifestations or deliverances. But when we talk about supernatural things, financial people are like, well, that just don't make no sense. Why do we limit God in that area, that capacity? Oh, see, I don't want to talk to huh? See, we, we, we can't limit him anywhere. We got our way of doing things. But the Bible says his ways are so much higher than our ways. You know, we, we looked at one pastor and said, you know, just like the, the farmer, he puts the seed in the ground. And he said, I don't know how, but I know it's going to work. Amen? So when we sow a financial seed, sometimes we don't know how. We can get all our, our spreadsheets, amen, and our calculators and our computer programs and try to figure it out, but God don't need none of that stuff to get you blessed. Amen? And the, the more we grab hold of that, the more we understand that and walk in it, then it, it can mess you up because God's already working things out for us well in advance. Amen? And I thank God amen, just for, for how he does what he does. Because I know that, you know, even through our sowing over the years, amen, I've seen blessings of God, things that I, 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 you know, I myself can't explain, but I know it's God. So, you know, as we grab hold, he said, try, test, prove, amen, and see what I do. Amen? You know, another thing, you know, before I get into the Word, amen, you know, just as you lead a body of believers, Amen. A body of, of people. Just look around. Don't look around. Don't be scared. Don't go back. Amen. No, but when we look around, we realize that we are not all the same. All right? We don't all think the same. Amen. We don't all compute things the same. Amen. And that's why I think it's imperative as we look in the Word of God and we continue to go line upon line, precept upon precept. Amen. But every now and then, you're going to get somebody that's just way out there, and they're just not going to, no matter how you try to break it down to them, they're just not going to hear it. They're just not going to receive it. Amen. And not only are they going to sit on it themselves, but then they have the, you know, they have this, they go on a mission. I just got to deal with this a little bit. But they go on a mission because they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna help everybody else to see if they're wet. Amen. You know, and there's, you know, sometimes there's people who are here or who have gone from here, but yet they still want to try to, to direct everybody in their direction. You know, and, I, and I'm just here to say, guard your hearts. 
you know, even even this pastor that was speaking about, you know, God, those that she prayed over this morning, God, your eyes, come watch your ears, you know, because, you know, the enemy, amen, he is, he is cunning, and he is divisive, amen, and we got to, we got to check ourselves, amen, if we don't walk together, the Bible says, how can two walk together except what? They agree, amen, and if there's anything that we, we don't agree on, the Bible also says, but come now and let us reason together. Amen? If you, you know, so it, and those are things that help keep us in alignment and help keep us in the right direction. And it stops the, the dissension and the discord and strife and all that stuff. But we would just hear what the Bible is teaching us and walk according to that. You know, so I, I encourage us to do that. Romans 16 and 7 says this. It says, Now I beseech you, brethren, Mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them. Now, I didn't write that. That's in your Bible. Now, that's in the King James Version. I know some of the other versions that says it even stronger. Uh, I looked at the, the Amplified, that, that verse in the Amplified says, I appeal to you, brethren, to be on your guard concerning those who create dissensions and difficulties and cause divisions in opposition to the doctrine, the teaching which you have been taught, I warn you to turn aside from them, to avoid them. Wow. Are we, are we, are we there? Sometimes you just got to, you know, say, you know what? I ain't got time to hear that right now. Or, or, or just, just say this. When people start saying things contrary, amen, to where you are or where you're standing or what you believe, just don't hold that thought. Just hold that thought. That's not mean you ever got to get back to him. Just hold that thought. You know? That's why you, you got to, and that's how we guard our hearts, amen, and guard ourselves against, you know, strife and things that, you know, the Bible says don't meddle with strife that's not your own. Amen? And sometimes people want to invite you into their stuff, into their thoughts, and you know, this ain't my message, but, you know, I just felt pressed, uh, you know, because, you know, things that I've seen and heard, and, and, and if that got nothing to do with you, just let people, amen. But on the other hand, amen, we know that the atmosphere is busy. Hallelujah. So I'm, I'm going to read that passage out the message I got here. So I'm just going to read it. It says, finally, one final word of counsel for Keep a sharp eye out for those who take bits and pieces of the teaching you have learned and then use them to make trouble. Give these people a wide berth. <laughs> you know, in other words, go way around them. There's plenty of room, you know. you got to guard your heart. Amen? That's what we must do. And we, we continue to pray for them. But if there if are people are being conquered, amen. I don't believe that way. I don't believe so. I don't believe that. You know, wide birth. Amen. You got to stand, amen, and look at the Hallelujah. So we've been dealing with this grace, and we're not done. I mean, well, I, I could stay on grace for us to you know. And the different aspects of, of God's grace. But this this morning, amen, today we, as we continue this journey and learning about the, the expanse of God's amazing grace, because it is amazing, amen, we're going we're gonna to dig a little bit further, amen, and we want to we wanna connect, you know, really get that, that grace connected so it can flow in our lives, amen. And, and as it flows in our lives, it can flow through us to those around us. Amen. How many of us know we need to give people more grace? Huh? We do. We need to give people more grace. But if we ain't got no grace, we can't give them no grace. Amen? So so we can, we got to get to this place, amen? So it's important for us to get to a place step by step by, by studying, amen, by digging into the Word to get a fuller understanding of what His grace is. And we've already covered the ground that grace is more than just bringing you out of sin. Grace is an empowerment. Grace is, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's an enhancing to do the things that God wants you to do. Amen. And to be who God wants you to be. So it brings you out and it builds you up. 
Amen. It, it helps to release you, amen, to do greater things for the kingdom. And we're going to talk about one of them great things today in, in a little bit of depth that he wants us to do. Amen. So as we look at this, I think it's important that we tune our ear to hear what the Spirit is saying unto the church. You know, I've, I've stated to us many times, amen, we all love to receive grace. Is that right? Who in here don't like to get grace? But there's times that we are very challenged in giving grace to others releasing that grace to others. I mean, it, it, it can be a challenge, amen, be, depending on what the situation or circumstance is, it can be challenging, extending grace. And the Bible says, freely you receive, so freely give. And I think that applies to the grace of our lives too. Amen? And, and I, I wrote this, grace has space in every case. So I want to write that down. As a reminder. We need to put a, get a bumper sticker. Huh. Say, grace has space in every case. Huh? Now, see, sometimes the case is something that might frustrate you, but there's room for grace. Something that might get on your nerves, but there's room for grace. There's space for grace. Why? Because we receive grace. Amen? So, if we realize, amen, that there's space for grace here, we need to bottle back, settle down, and extend a little grace. Amen? And see, one of the things I want to identify this morning is the greatest activator of grace that can function in our lives. I would allow grace to flow through us a whole lot easier. It's kind of like greasing the skids, you know, to allow that grace to flow through us. The greatest activator of, of grace that can take place in our lives and enable us to, to be able to function fully and effectively much more in this area when it comes to challenges, when it comes to our struggles, when it comes to the things that arise in our lives around us. And I'm not just talking about dealing with, you know, safe folk. I'm talking about dealing with everybody. Amen. Because the Lord came to save everybody. Amen. You know, you say, I didn't come to him that is who he did a hope. He's not a came for the sick. He came for the lost. Isn't that right? So when we, as we allow these things to take place in our spirit, amen, everybody around us benefits and therefore we benefit. So in Jesus himself, as a man, he was both man and God, but as a man was the greatest example of this grace that, that we're going to be looking at this morning. You know, as he walked the earth, Amen. And through scripture we see that he was able to fulfill the law. And you ever stop and think all the laws, all the mosaic law, how did Jesus fulfill all those laws? How is he able to do that? And if he could do it, can we do it? Remember, grace and law don't mix. So, so, so there has to be something that, that makes a major shift, a major change, amen, so we can get from law to grace so we can fulfill the law without having to be perfect according to the law. That don't make no sense. How can I fulfill it and not be perfect according to it? We're going to dig this morning. Now go with me to Matthew, the fifth chapter. Because the scripture let us know that Jesus fulfilled the law. Matthew 5 and 17. The verse 17 and 18. He said, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. This is Jesus speaking. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, not one jot or one tittle shall in no wise Pass from the law till all be fulfilled. He said, ain't none of the law going to change. Ain't none of the law going to go away until it's fulfilled. Wow. That's a lot of law. Because as we, we looked at before, amen, by the time they took the Ten Commandments and they start adding laws here and there, and, you know, by the time they got done right now, they got 633 laws. 
And he said, not one jot or one tittle. And uh, the jot is just that little eye, over the little dot over the eye. And the tittle is just a little cross on the T. Not even one of those little things that are going to change. Until the all be fulfilled. That's not like a, that's, that's, that's a momentous undertaking. Amen? And it's very clear then, ain't none of it going to change. But there's a passage, amen, that I read to us on last week, at the end, uh, you know, last week, that I want to go back to. We're going to use this as the point that we're going to spring off of. Amen. And that's in John, the 13th chapter. We'll be right back there. John 13 and verse number 34 and 35. It says, A new commandment. Hello. The key about to be unlocked. I give unto you that ye love one another as I have loved you. What did he say? That ye love one another as I have loved you. We're all here because of his love. Amen? Uh, I said we're all here because of his love. Amen. And so, so as we recognize that, he said, as he has loved us. Now, now I can't even finish reading the verse right now. We recognize how messed up we've been. Amen? Oh, y'all might not want to say it. But you know. Huh? We know, well, maybe I should just say me. I'm amongst y'all. I know how messed up I've been. Okay? And, and as messed up as I was, and, you know, as much as I was out there, he still loved me in that condition. Amen? He loved me enough to bring me out of that condition, to, to, to work with me. Knowing that this boy needed some work. He needed some help. He was messed up. Amen. Still not perfect, so I'm not, I'm not trying to say that, but, but at the same time, I know that God has brought me a mighty, mighty, mighty long way. So I got your witnesses in the house. Mighty long way. And it's because of his love. Not that I deserved anything. Not that I was good, because we know that wasn't true. But because of his love, amen, he has not thrown me away. He has not condemned me. He has not destroyed me. Amen. But because of his love, he picked me up and he cleaned me up. He's changed me because of his love. Even when I didn't deserve it. Take note. Even when I didn't deserve it. He gave it to me. Even when I was being disobedient and rebellious, he still gave me his love. Still reached. He still patiently waited. He never got frustrated with me. Hello. And I was telling, I was telling him on, on, on Wednesday, God ain't never been mad at you. Well, that's like getting mad at your baby because they pooped their diaper. That's what they do till they learn. Hello? See, so that's, that's the kind of father we have. What do you do? You pick him up, you pick up that baby, you clean him up, you kiss him, and you say, okay. Because you know they're going to do it again. Huh? So, so and, and he loved us like that. But then he didn't say love me back like that, did he? But he said, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So just as hard as he loved you, while you was messed up and needed your diaper changed, he's telling us to love each other like that. As deep as he had to go to reach you, 
He said, I want you to go that deep to reach your brother or your sister. While they still messed up. While they still stink. I want you to love them like I loved you. Not wait for they not wait for them to get perfect. Not wait for them to say, I'm sorry, I pooped. Hello. But he said, love them like I loved you, amen. And he loved us while we were still imperfect. Didn't even realize how bad we was in trouble. But he loved us like that. I'm talking about, you know, fulfilling the law. So he said, in the 35th verse, he said, By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have loved one for another. Wow. Stop and think about that for a minute. He said, it, it, it's, it's going to be by how much we love each other. Not how much we love him. Now this verse tells us, teaches us a whole lot. He said, they're going to they're gonna know we are his disciples by how much we love each other. Oh, there's a lot of verses that back that one up. We're going we gonna to dig. Amen. Because we, we got to get the love right. Uh, amen. Not just talking it, but living it. As, as, the, as the, the minister said a few weeks ago, walking it. Amen. And if we can walk it, Hallelujah. You don't have to do as much talking. Hello. So this is what he's calling us to, amen, is that, that we will learn how to love each other like Christ loved us. Amen. Look at this next passage with me. You know, you gotta you you gotta debt you, you go to Romans thirteen. You know, there's there's so many passages I can go to, amen, that, that just builds upon this. I, I won't be able to touch them all, but I'm gonna give it a shot. No, I'm not going to try to be small, but I'm going to give you enough to know, amen, what the Bible says about love. Amen, and the power of love. And this is still because, see, this is the thing that allows God's grace to flow. See, if, 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 if I hate you, it's going to be hard for me to show you some grace. If my heart is hard towards you, I'm bitter towards you, it's going to be hard for me to show you some grace. But if I love you, I ain't got no problem giving you grace. I ain't got no problem with the grace of God flowing through me in your situation. Because why? I love you. I love you. I want the best for you. If I love you, I understand your struggles a little bit better. You know, I often tell people, don't pray about folks. Pray for them. Because when you pray for them, amen, you have a little bit more compassion. But when you're praying about them and you're praying on them, Lord, move them, change them. Get them out of my life. That's praying on them. But when you pray for them, Father, bless them, help them, keep them. You know, show your love to them. Now, now it, it causes something else to be pulled out of you. You see, so when we approach this thing, but look at Romans 13 and 8. I got to love everybody. Help us, Lord. Romans 13, it says, Oh, no man anything but to love one another. Amen. For he that loveth another hath what? Say, now, now, we're going to see what law is meant. Remember, he said he gave us a new commandment. He said, when I love you, I'm fulfilling that commandment. When I love you, I'm doing exactly what the Lord has told me to do. But he said, but let's read on there. We're not going to stop there. Amen. Let's read on down to the 10th verse. He said, for this... Thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Because if I love you, I'm not going to steal from you. If I love you, I'm not going to sleep with your spouse. If I love you, I sure ain't going to kill you. I'm not going to lie on you if I love you. See, so love fulfills all these things 
if we're operating in the love, amen. So it's briefly, it's briefly comprehended in this sense. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Now, who's your neighbor? Every person you come in contact with. Saved, unsaved, amen. Now, the saved become your brothers and sisters, amen. But everything on, every person walking on the planet is your neighbor. We all neighbors on planet Earth. Amen. And so, so that don't leave nobody out. It covers everybody, amen. See, don't be doing people wrong. Don't be lying on people. He said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Wow. Got some love? See, love tear down walls. Amen. Love helps us to, to get out of our own way. Huh? Love helps us to humble ourselves and, and to surrender and to yield and to submit. You know, love does those things. Amen? So we got to get to that place that we're walking in the love of God. Look at Galatians 5 and 14. Uh-huh. I tell you, we, you know, we're just fulfilling that thing, amen? Because he said, you know, Jesus didn't come to destroy it, but he came to fulfill it. Amen. And see, we be like little Jesus when we walk in the love of God. Amen. Galatians 5.14 says this, For all the law is fulfilled in one word. That's powerful. One word. If we can get hold of this one word, exercise this one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And the 15th verse. But if thou bite, if ye bite and devour one of them, take heed that ye be not consumed one of them. So we got a choice to make. Either we're going to walk in love or we're going to be consumed one of another. Amen. Biting and devouring, strife and contention, hate. You know, ill will, ill words. Don't you think it's much easier just to operate in love? Amen. Don't you think it, 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 it just takes it, it takes less energy? You ever think that? I, I, I want y'all to think about this with me just for a minute. You know, think about the last time you was mad. It might have been just more. Think about how much energy it takes to be mad. I mean, come on, let's be real. Let's be serious. It, it takes energy. It takes mental fortitude. It, 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 takes, it takes away, amen, uh, it, it just messes up our whole spirit. Our whole body gets tight, you know, and, and, and you've got to think on negative stuff to be mad. Huh? And, and see, that just takes away from, from the day. It takes away from your interaction with other people. Because it's not really easy for me to really be pleasant with you when I'm mad. So then when I start talking, what's going to come out is my anger. Uh, and see, see, anger takes too much energy. It causes us to lose focus. It causes us to see things that are positive even in a negative light. People walk by, how you doing? You just get grumpy. You don't answer. And then sometimes we carry the anger, not for a day, but for years. Oh, I know. I, I'm talking from experience, okay? You, 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 can, you can carry anger for years. And it's eating away at you. Or you can choose to walk in love, and love doesn't take nearly the energy. Loving you, when you have love, it comes with peace and joy. Amen. And now you can interact with everybody a whole lot better. It don't take all that energy, and just you can relax when you when you're able to love. Amen. There, there's a whole there's a whole different feeling, and it produces a whole different result. In your life and in the life of those around you, you ever been around somebody that just loves you? You want to be around someone that loves you. Amen. But, but we also know how it is to be around somebody that's exuding nothing but anger and hate. And every time you talk to them, they want to tell you their sad story. 
this one did this to me, and this one did that to me, and they did, no, 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 we, we, we don't want to be caught up in, in that so much so that now we're, we're, we're not even able to let the love and the grace of God flow through us. Why? Because I'm still mad. Or what happened 10 years ago? Still mad. Anytime that subject is brought up or someone is talking about that subject, you just feel it on the inside. Amen. Uh-uh. See, I, like I said, I can, I can talk from experience because for years I was angry at my father. Angry. I mean, I, I walked around with hatred in my heart toward him. Uh, maybe none of y'all have had lingering or ever had lingering anger issues. I know it's not true, but I'm just saying maybe. You know, but but when it's there, anytime that area is broached, anytime Father's Day would come around, huh? Come on, somebody. That thing, that thing would begin to rise up. Anytime someone would mention him, or me, you know, I even I used to tell people, if he died, don't call me because I get mad. But if if you call me to tell me he did, that's how bad it was. See now, I think about now how much energy I spent over the years being mad, holding on to that anger—the energy I lost, the peace I lost. The inability that I had to even love my own children because of my anger toward my father. I'm just telling you about me, okay? But now, I, when I think back, if I could have just loved, if I understood love, in spite of everything, now he'd have to change the thing. In spite of everything that he did or was doing, if I really understood how to love, I can just imagine how free I'd have been. Uh, How much more effective I could have been early on, amen, if I understood the principle of love. That's why I'm praying that our children, amen, will begin to understand what it means to walk in love, amen. But see, we as adults have got to show them the example of how to walk in love because if we don't, we're going to give them an example of how to walk in hatred, amen, bitterness, and anger. And we don't want to do that. Because they learned it from us. That scripture I read, what they should be seeing in the home in Deuteronomy 6? Huh? God's principles. God's way. So we got to get to this place to understand we need the love of God operating and flowing in us continually. Amen. So that now we're not fighting and devouring one another. Strife and contention. You got no peace. You can't look across the room. Hello? It should, it should, that, that, that should never be once mentioned amongst God's people, amen, because he said if we just love each other like he loved us, now there ain't nothing you can do to me that should be able to stop me from loving you. One of the great examples in the scripture, you know, we know Jesus, but think about Stephen. While he was being stoned to death, he showed love. To the people that was throwing the rocks. He said, Father, forgive them. But they do not know what they're doing. Huh? So when, so when folk come against you, can we say those words? Father, forgive them. Are we saying, Father, get them? Well, so we, we should be saying, Father, forgive them. And what does that do? That brings peace to your heart. Amen. It helps bring a resolution to the situation a whole lot faster. Amen. We just walk in that kind of love. Amen. You know, God in love, this, this passage, you know, it just helps us. We walk in that love. Love pushes past what you think you know. Love even pushes past the facts. Hello. I said love even pushes past the facts. How many have been in those situations? Uh, we, we've seen the reports where this parent's child was taken and the parent goes to the court and says, I forgive you. Huh? 
that's that's bad. Situation took place. But I see someone put a dent in our door on our car. We ain't going to forgive them. We just going to make sure it's paid in full. Hello? I'm not saying they shouldn't take care of us, but you, you, you understand what I'm saying. Love pushes past all of them. Let's, let's look at this verse Ephesians 3. Just tell somebody, we got more love in the house. It's here. You know why I can say it's here? Because the Holy Spirit said. Amen? It's in that. We just got to learn how to, what? Release it. Let it flow. Just tell somebody else, let it flow. Let the love flow. The godly love. Amen? But Ephesians 3, I'm going to read beginning at verse number 13. He said, Wherefore I desire that ye faint not at my tribulations, which is your glory. Wow. For this cause I bow my knee unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family of heaven and earth is named. Apostle Paul speaking to him. To that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with, with what? Might by what? His spirit where? In the inner man. Now see, we got to get there. That you might be strengthened by might in the inner man. See, the, out, the outer man, which is the flesh, can't get this. The outer man can't do this. So if we're operating in the flesh, we can't do this. But if we're strengthened in the inner man, the inner man is going to tell the outer man to shut up. I know you're upset. But we're going to do it like God said. We're going to fulfill his word. We're going to walk in love. I know they slapped you and it's still stinging. Come on. But we're going to walk in love. Shut up, flesh. You're not the boss of me. You know how the kids say it? Sometimes we got to tell our flesh, it's not the boss of our spirit. And so we choose to, so, he, so Paul is praying that they would be strengthened in the inner man, that, look, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in hate, what is that? That being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height. In other words, how big this thing is. That you'll be able to understand it and know and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that ye may be may be filled with all the fullness of God. So if I'm walking in love, it goes past what I know. In the natural. Because love is more powerful. Love can help set us up. <laughs> love can help us to walk out any situation. Amen. Love can help us to allow God's grace to flow through us into the situation. Even though we didn't deserve it, we're going to give Him favor. Why? Because when we didn't deserve it, He gave us favor. Hello. Now, I'm not making none of this up. You read it in the Bible. They're on the screen. One of them. But see, when we allow God's love to flow, to, to be in place in our minds, in our hearts, now we can walk in the grace of God. Amen. We can have sweet communion with His Spirit, which is operating on the inside of us. Amen. And now our love becomes the same toward everybody. Because Christ's love is the same toward everybody. Even that person you mad at, or even when I was hating on my father, God still loving him. Hello. Now, I can't fool myself because I hate him. You know, I was mad at him, and God was mad at him. Huh? See, sometimes we feel like that's how it ought to be. I'm mad at you, so God should be mad at you. I'm mad at you, so God shouldn't be blessing you. Huh? But, you know, but, hello. But our love should be the same. No matter what. No, if they're my best friend, 
you know how we used to say back in the day, you know, that's my eighth boom boom. Huh? Some of y'all ain't never heard that phrase, but you know, that, I mean, that's like, we, we like this. You know, where you find me, you find him, and vice versa. You know, we got each other's back. You know, so, so whether, whether it's that person or the person that you, you just had a run-in with, you can't say. In your flesh. But in the spirit, you know how to love. Huh? Which overrides the knowledge. Remember what we just read? Of what they did. Or who they are. Or what somebody said they said. Huh? We're going to love everybody the same. We ain't no, ain't no picking and choosing. I'll say I ain't going to ask the question. I'm going to say how many of y'all got favorites, but I, I don't want to put no one on the spot. But see, we, we, we can't be picking and choosing who we're going to love, child of God. Huh? Example of Christ, Christian. Uh, we, we can't be picking and choosing who we're going to love. If they're not even coming to my house. You, you need an encounter. You need an encounter with God. I just say it. But Romans 12, let's look at this. Let's look at Romans 12, verse 9 and 10. Hallelujah. It's a good teaching. I hope there's some good receiving going on. Huh? Now it said, let love be without dissimulation. Without, in other words, without discrimination. Huh? I'm going to give you so much, I'm going to give them more. Huh? But it says, abhor that which evil, cleave to that which is good. Then the tenth verse is drive the nail home. It says, be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love, in honor preferring one another. In what? Honor. I honor you as a child of God. Because notice it didn't say neighbor in that passage. It says brother. It says a brother. That means they're in the family. Huh? With brotherly love. So when you become a Christian, amen, you're part of the family. Huh? When they when they become a Christian, they're part of your family. Amen. So now we should prefer them over the neighbor. Now, that's not to say I won't do for the neighbor. But if I had one piece of bread and my brother and my neighbor, the preference would go to my brother. Huh? Come on. See, why? That's family. I mean, we can't be putting everybody ahead of family. But sometimes we hear crazy, like, I'd rather be around and say people. Ain't that crazy? Why? Well, because unsaved people ain't going to expect nothing of you. Hello. You know, unsaved people will accept your craziness. You know, so you more you more comfortable around because they know how you should be acting. They know how you should be talking. You know, you know, I'm talking about the Christians, so I, I'd rather be around those that I can just let my hair down. I know I ain't got no. no. You know, I, I can just be me. What do we say? I can. Oh no, no. The phrase is, "I'm gonna do me." Ain't, ain't that the phrase? Huh? Uh, so what are you really saying when you say that? Is I'm gonna do the flesh. I don't feel like doing the spiritual thing right now. I don't feel like walking in the spirit right now. I just feel like being in my flesh for a while. We're still talking about love and letting that grace flow, amen. But see, we got to have love in place for grace to move. Like it's supposed to move. Amen. We, we, we got to get these things lined up, amen. See, so I'm, I'm about to hit you with a scripture that's going to really make a change. Huh? I'm going to say something that you know, what? Go with me to first John. Don like to talk about love. Oh, goodness. 
I could, I could just hang out with John for a long time. First John, the fourth chapter. Hallelujah. Are y'all there? We're going to start at verse number six. Ah. Passing your seatbelt. Say, we are of God. We. We. That includes everyone in here. Say, we are of God. He that knoweth God. Heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. So we are of God, right? So the people of God is the Bible says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying us to do. Okay, so we got an ear to hear. Now listen to what he's saying. Hereby know we the Spirit of truth and the Spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And every that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. What are you saying? Love will identify the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Lack of love, we're operating in what? Spirit of error. Amen? So it would suffice me, well, let me read on a little bit. Right. I, I, want, I want to get a little bit more to see the spirit before I say that. Amen. Beloved, let us love one another for Love is what? And everyone that loveth is what? And what? So if I'm love, I'm born of God, and it said love shows that I know God. You know what? That I know God. He that loveth not, what? Knoweth not God. So I can make this statement. No love, no God. But no God, no love. See, so we got to decide which no we're going to work with. We're going to know him so that we can know how to love. Or we're going to have no love, which means we don't know him. We got to decide. People of God. We gotta get to that place. Because love is of God. In fact, let no God is love. Look at verse number nine. In this was manifest the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation of for our sins. Beloved. If God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. If we love one another, ah, no, 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 no. Bumper said, no man has seen God at any time. This is key. So if we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. So if we're operating in the love of God, we're operating in the spirit of God. Amen. So it's not a problem to show love. Amen. But if the spirit be absent, the love be absent. Or I can reverse that around. The love be absent. The spirit be absent. Amen? Because we just read the scripture said we know it dwells in us if we have the love operating. Do we not know that love is one of the fruits of the spirit? Huh? Amen? So if I got the spirit and I got no fruit, and Jesus said the fruit don't bear no, the tree don't bear no fruit, it's good for nothing but to be cast down and thrown into the fire. I'm just, I'm just trying to help us. So that means I have to choose. Uh-oh. Did I say that word? Yeah. I have to choose to operate in the Spirit. I have to choose to operate in the Spirit. Huh? Now let me say this. 
Remember we said love has to be without dissimulation, right? So that means, amen, that if I'm going to choose to love everybody, i got to choose to love my family. Let me bring it a little bit closer to home. If I'm going to choose to love the saints, I should be choosing to love my children. If I'm going to choose to love Pastor Dan, i got to choose to love my spouse. Where you going, Pastor Dan? Look, I've been doing this a long time. Huh? I've been pastoring over, over 20 years. And I see people there come grinning in our face or your face. Hey man, they ain't got two words to say to their spouse. Grin it all up in your face, but they mad at home. Choosing to be mad at home. Hey, how you doing, bro? God bless you. Get, get home and huh? I'm, I'm trying to help us. Now, is that ridiculous or what? Well, all up in, 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 in Pastor Fred's face. I love you, man. God, it's a wonderful time. I love you. Oh, goodness. Wasn't God good today? I get home. Because she done made me mad. And I done chose to take the offense. Chose to take the offense. Rather than choosing to walk in love. See what love can do for us. In every case, there's space for love to be operating. There's space for that grace to be operating. We like to say we love to receive grace, but when it comes down to it, yep, 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 yep. That's what we got some work to do. Tell somebody we got some work to do. Huh? But we get there. Huh? But if I love them, they're going to do it again. If I love them and let them off the hook, they ain't going to pay for what they did. See, see, we have conditional love. You know, Shiny, they didn't say I was sorry, so I can't forgive them. Wow. Wow. We put ourselves in the place of God. Huh? But look at First John. Like I say, John, he's he there again. Hey Amen. Let's go on down to, to the 18th verse. There is fear. Oh, so I ain't got to worry about what they're going to do, right? I ain't got to worry about how they're going to respond if I just show love. He said, there is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear because fear is torment. He that fears is not made perfect in love. So in other words, I gotta let the love flow and I can't be scared of whether you're gonna respond or not. I can't be scared of whether you're gonna do it or not. I can't be scared of whether you're gonna get away with it or not. Oh. Mm. See see these are the things that stop us from loving. But I'm trying to help us to get the roadblocks out the way. Amen. Hey man, just love anyway. And I, I made a statement years ago, and I've been using it every night and every since. Hey Amen. When people act crazy, just love the hell out of them. Just, just, just love it out of them. Huh? Just, just love them, love them, love them. Till they just can't stand your love no more. Huh? See, see, because if I act like them, we're gonna stay in that place. Huh? But if I if I just go on and love them, anyhow, pretty soon they're gonna say something wrong with them or something wrong with me. And I understand there is no law against love. Amen. There's no fear in love. I ain't had a person come in my office yet complaining. They love me too much. They just won't stop loving me. Every time I do something crazy, they just love me. I don't think that'll ever happen. See, love cancels out all the stuff when we're able to operate in the love that God wants us to operate in. Wow. 
Hallelujah. Look at verse number 19. We love him because he first loved us. Hello? Who was first? Him. While we were still messed up. So what happened? His love caused us to what? Reciprocate in love. The law of reciprocity. So if you would, like you said, love others as he loved us. He loved us while we were still messed up. And because we understood his love, we in turn began to give him love back. Isn't that right? So if we would learn how to love people that are messed up, in turn they would begin to understand and they would begin to give us love back. Huh? But see, we wait for them to change before we show them love. Don't you not know your love will change? Huh? If we would just operate in love and let love have its perfect work in them, we would, we would see what God is able to do. If any man say, I love God and hate his brother, he is mistaken. I like to check y'all. Okay. Huh? No, he said he is a liar. Everybody say liar. You don't like to use that word too much. <laughs> you know? But that's what the Bible says. He said, if, if I love God, but I just can't stand him. You lying. You don't love God. Huh? You don't love God. I can't stand her. You don't love God. This scripture tells us right there. Huh? See, 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 even the time when I was hating my father, thinking I'm loving God, I can't love God like that. Huh? See, it applies to every single one of us. He says, how, how can I say this? Look at what it says. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? He ain't even seen God. He back like that, you ain't going He's not in the right context. Hallelujah. You're going to see a judge. Huh? And this commandment have we from him that he who loveth God love his brother also. It's not a suggestion. It's not a wish list. Huh? It's a command. Think about that. God commanded you to love your spiritual family. It's his brother, right? His brother also, that means sister. So, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that means our brothers and sisters in Christ. So he commanded you to love me. You ain't got no choice, Christian. Huh? Not if you're going to obey God's word. Say, you got to yeah, we can choose to disobey God. Huh? We can choose to not love. And, and therefore, if we back up a couple of verses and say, well, if you can't love me, you can't love God. Because you're a liar. I'm not calling you a liar. The scripture calls you a liar. You know what I mean? So, so therefore, you know, that don't take a whole lot of interpretation. You got to break out a whole lot of exegesis to figure out what he's saying there. Huh? He said, it's a lie. You can't say you love me and mistreat me. kind of husband I'll run out there about how much I love my wife and I'm mistreating. Huh? Love worketh no ill. Didn't we read that? Huh? I'm just trying to help us this one. So therefore God wants us to get a place to a place that we can love like he loves. So so what do we do? We we just I'm on love And we try to force it. We still got stuff in our hearts. But we're going to show acts of love. I'm mad at you. I'm going to just buy the flowers just to say I, I did. Huh? I'm going to speak to you just to say I did. Huh? Hello? But see, he wants the love to come from a pure heart. Amen? See, why, 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 watch what it says here in, in 1 Peter 1.22. Uh, uh, 
this, seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit of unfeigned, in other words, uncontaminated, love of the brother. See that ye love one another with a pure heart. Fervently. Not half-heartedly. You know, that kind of, the other place that, that word is used in Scripture when it talks about the, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. That means a heartfelt prayer. A prayer that you pour yourself into. Uh, and so when he's talking about love, he that loved the brother with a pure heart fervently, a, a heartfelt love, a pure love, a love you pour yourself into, that's how we break the strongholds. And that's how we bind up the body of Christ to be stronger. Why? Because we know how to walk in the love of God one to another fervently. And, and if you, as we get the body of believers operating like that, where is the enemy going to have room to come in? Why? Because then, then we, be, we realize that we are family. And see, if, if we can get the church close-knit as a family of Christ, as divine, you're talking about my brother? Huh? That, that was fighting words. You know, I, have, I have four big brothers. Big brothers. Huh? One of them sitting back there. Huh? That older, stand up. Some of them don't know you, my brother. Huh? Big brothers. See, so if someone messed with me, that's not, 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 you mess with family. See, I said it before, by the time I got to middle school, I mean, the, the junior high and high school, I had four big brothers and my sisters went before me because I was the youngest of seven. So by the time I got there, wasn't nobody messing with me. Are you a Jenkins? Leave him alone. Huh? Don't, don't, don't mess with him. Twelve years of school, I had two fights, and they wasn't at school. Huh? See, that's how the body of Christ should be. And don't mess with my, don't talk about my, don't talk, talk. Huh? I, you know, I had to lay hands on you. You know? <laughs> no. But we, we need to be like that. We need to be covering each other. Why? Because we're operating in the love of Christ like we ought to operate. Amen. We realize that we're family. We're just not, you know, acquaintances. We're in the body of Christ. Huh? So therefore we take on a man and we bear one another's burden in love. Huh? I'm trying to help us. I'm trying to help us. Amen. See, so now, now, let's stop. I'm, I'm almost done. I'm, I got to stop. I got two more passages I want to share with you. And I want to be done. But I want to see. We ain't got no service tonight. Oh, we can we, go. We, 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 we go another hour. <laughs> huh? Are, are, are y'all getting anything? Now, let, let's go to Matthew 5. Huh? Let's go to Matthew 5. I, 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 want, I want to help us to operate. Man, I, I want this love. You know, many years, you know, many times people have come here. I've got some loving people in that church. Well, we, we need a little bit more. I just had someone tell me that last week at the pastor's conference. I mean, lunch. I've got some loving people in that church. But we're we, we going to get a little bit more. Is that right? Matthew 5, 43 says this. You have heard it. Are y'all there? That ye have heard it have been said. Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say, this is Jesus talking. He said, But I say unto you, love your enemies. Now here comes the challenge. We done talked about family, now we're gonna talk about <laughs> the enemy. He said, Love your and bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Now these people that are doing it on purpose. Hello. Now, now sometimes we go through stuff amongst ourselves. We ain't even doing it on purpose. Huh? 
But he said, now we're talking about the ones that's doing it on purpose. And he said, love them, pray, bless them, amen, and, and pray for them who are doing it on purpose. Wow. That ye may be the children of our Father which is in heaven, for he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. Huh? So he's no respecter of persons. He knows what's going on. He knows what they're doing to you. He's not fretting. He's not worried. He got your back. Just keep on loving. He said, just keep on loving. Huh? For if you love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans the same. I can love this one because they love me. I'll be saying, even those, even those that's, that's acting crazy, love them too. Do what God is telling us to do concerning that. We got to walk in love, y'all. Amen. Why? This last passage, Matthew 22, 35. Hallelujah. And we're going to be standing. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the greatest, the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is what? Like unto it. Just like it. In other words, with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments, Hang all the law and the prophets. Just tell somebody it all hangs on love. It all hangs on love. If we can get the love factor together, the grace will have no problem flowing. Then we can get the love moving and operating like it needs to operate. Where in the world will the enemy have room to come in? He won't be able to get in your house. He won't be able to get in your heart. He won't be able to get in the church. He won't be able to get, huh? Because love has locked the door. Love has sealed the deal. We can learn how to walk in that love that he wants us to walk in. Let's stand. Now you should be able to tell somebody around you, I love you. Huh? Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. And, I, and I, let, me, let me tell you something. We need to, you need to practice saying, I love you. Husbands, wives, brothers, and sisters, y'all need to learn to practice saying, I love you. 